Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Yeah, it, oh man, I was up from like 1.30 until like 4 last night. Oh it just, my god, just couldn't sleep? Yeah, it was just, a, I don't know, I just could not fall back asleep. It was garbage. It was fine. Yeah. It was fun. It was a great time, really. Um, I, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> Why not? No, just sounds like not a great time. Mm, you are correct. So here we are. We did it. We made it. It's the end of season three. Yay. I can't even believe it. It feels like we haven't been doing this that long and already we're on season four, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. They're not graduating yet. No, it's exciting. And you know what's funny is in my mind, like, I know Disney World's not the finale, but I've always thought of it like as it. the finale. Yeah. Well, because this episode is just, it's, there's nothing distinct about it, I guess, other than the fact that Corey's being a little bitch the entire time. He is being a little bitch. So, I don't really feel any certain way about this episode necessarily and i think that's why i feel like disney world i'm like oh this is a disney episode like you know the disney episode it sticks out and this one's just i don't feel any certain way about it so just kind of blends into the the tapestry that is seven seasons of boy meets world yeah i definitely don't have any distinct memories of this episode watching it i was like oh this is Almost the exact same plot as the garage sale episode mm-hmm. in season in reverse, six, I think. Yeah, kind of in reverse. And I, and it made me just sit here and think, and I was like, well, why does that episode happen if we do this? That's exactly <laughs> uh, <laughs> But we can get into it. I yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. Let's do a recap first, and then I want to do my trivia, not necessarily because of any reason other than my trivia is my might spiral into another conversation and also okay. it's kind of a spoiler for people who don't know what episode this is okay <laughs> let's do the so, great wait whose turn is it did it's we, yours did we even it is my time my turn uh uh-huh. did we even say what the hell is happening this is the feeny call you're listening to the feeny call oh, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> i don't think we ever <laughs> said anything <laughs> I didn't think we did last week either we were just like we're in disney we got too excited about the disney oh uh, it's funny uh, welcome to the Phoenix Call. How's it going, yes. y'all? We're here. It's it is a beautiful sunny day in Chicago, Illinois, which is where Skylar and I are recording remotely. It's the Phoenix Call. We're talking about Boy Meets World. In case you didn't know, by the name, welcome to the '90s, season three, episode, episode 22. twenty-two. I did Brother, it right this time. You did. I'm Yay. so proud. Episode right. is called Brother Brother, and Skylar is on the recap. I am indeed. Let me let me start a, a little timer here. Keep myself honest. <laughs> Please do. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Uh, so Eric's getting ready to leave for his road trip. It's the end of the year. Everyone's graduating, and Corey finds out that Topang is going to camp for the summer, and Sean's going on a road trip with his dad. And Corey's going to be alone all summer, and he's being a little pissy about it. Uh, Eric is like, I'm going on a road trip to see America. It's going to be awesome. Corey's being a real brat about everything. Uh, he ruins Eric's going away party. Eric is like, I'm leaving sooner than normal because you suck. And then they talk it out, and Eric invites Corey to come on the trip with him, and they somehow go on a road trip across America together. 
Great. That's kind of. I had extra time. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> one thing that you missed is that Eric gets a rejection letter from. Oh, you're right. Okay, Eric gets a rejection letter from a bullshit university. Yes. <laughs> North Southwest San Diego, something like that. It was. It's North Southwestern San Diego State University. I think. San Diego State University. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of this episode is Feeney trying to do all of the, the, the oh, yes. acronym for it. And Good then old trying- NSWSDU. <laughs> Priceless. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, no, oh. you're right. Eric Eric does get the rejection letter. I missed that part. That is kind of a critical moment in yes. the episode. Yeah, I think that was kind of his deciding. Well, because he was going to like forego the trip at that point. And then he decided to ask Corey to go with him since he has... No, we'll see in the next episode. He feels like he has no future, and mm-hmm, why not mm-hmm. invite your brother cross country with you? Mm-hmm. You know, did you sure. ever take a road trip with your brothers? Did you no. ever bond with your brothers? Oh man, we'll we'll talk about my relationship with my brothers Great. in this episode. It is impossible How- for me not to. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting! Okay, my trivia is is kind of interesting. I did I tried to do a little research in it, and I couldn't really find anything. But the actual fact is that during the scene where Eric is saying goodbye to Amy and Alan and Morgan for the last time, or what they think is the last time, they didn't know, like the actors did not know that Will Friedle was not coming back for the next season. And so their reactions of saying goodbye to him are real. What do you, wait, you mean they, they were under the impression that he was not going to be back? That he was not going to be back, yes. Oh. And I tried to look into why he wouldn't come back. Or what what event would have occurred that wouldn't have made him come back or whatever. Because I know mm-hmm. that Ryder in the middle of, it was like season five or six, wanted to go to college. And so mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going to leave. And they did everything to get him back. And so mm-hmm. part of me is thinking that may have happened with Will, too. But also I read an article that he had really bad anxiety and he started to get some bad anxiety attacks, which is why he stopped doing like on-camera work. But that could have happened later. I don't know if that happened right now. So interesting. I'm not sure why he wouldn't. He would have left and not come back. Uh, if we ever get a chance to talk to Will, that's definitely something that I want to ask him. But, yeah. But that's I think really that, interesting because you know I was the the whole goodbye scene felt like so much. Yes. For the tone of this show, mm-hmm. where. Amy and Alan are are like they're really like it, it feels like more than the tone of the show. I mean, it's not that it feels so out of place, but it felt like a little out of place. Yeah, it just feels and like a not necessarily that contextualizes an it. But yeah, 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 no, no, no. But but what contextualizes it a little bit more if you know if I were watching this show and knew like oh this is Wilfred Dell's last episode. Like if he didn't come back, it mm-hmm. wouldn't make more sense but it because we had with hindsight and having three more seasons of him uh it makes this feel ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous in many ways yeah i don't know you know it's because of that but but what you've that fact contextualizes things a little bit more for me i think yeah there you go so it makes a little interesting i i definitely agree it's definitely super heavy like you have some pretty heavy when i think about like heavy goodbyes in tv shows i typically think of like the office mm-hmm. um when michael leaves and you know that kind of very that whole episode centers around that and it's very dramatic and very like you you tear up and stuff like that and this 
this I don't feel like is one of those episodes, but that moment got me. Mm-hmm. Like that moment made me kind of tear up a little bit. And so, yeah, it, it, it really it does feel now, like but... it's supposed to be one of those. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe it, it was supposed to be, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they would think that. Well, I guess it just depends on how they filmed and whatever, but I wonder why they would think that based on the fact that they know Eric doesn't get into college by the end of this episode. We know he's not going to college. We know mm-hmm. he's still going on this road trip. So were they were they kind of planning for him to like just end up somewhere? Like mm. Corey shows back up and they're like, how was your trip with Eric? And he was like, great, I dropped him off at whatever, Ball State <laughs> on the way what back. A, like, what, a, what a dramatic ass like cliffhanger if he hadn't come back to right? how would they you know what an unanswered in? question <laughs> yeah well and the show would just would not have been the same without no, him so no, no, no. i'm so glad that he did come back interesting wow no i never never even knew that at all oh, yeah. well okay so so let's let's get into some learning yeah uh, and then say, and then i've got some critiques learn? and and observations great what did we learn i learned what I th- well, you know, what I think we were supposed to take away here has a lot to do with sibling relationships. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific problem this episode is is tackling. Yeah. I guess it's like the, the the conflict is very specific, and the lesson is very specific to that. It feels like, and that that is the takeaway. Really, has a lot to do. If I wanted to generalize it, this whole like don't know what you've got till it's gone kind of thing, yeah, feels like the the hallmark card lesson here, and to seize that that opportunity with those those people near near and dear to you, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't it 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 strikes interestingly for me in that I agree with a lot of things, but I've also kind of lived this sort of thing and Mm -hmm. so it it strikes a strange balance for me what about you i yeah i definitely got the whole family the value of deep relationships specifically within like the family context and i think what i took away is just we have these people that are in our lives all the time our parents grandparents siblings but unless we give ourselves the opportunity or speak up we may never actually know these people we just we have surf we could have surface level relationships or we could give ourselves the benefit of having a deeper relationship and that's i mean that's depending on who your family is because some Mm -hmm. sometimes if you get to know your family you may not like them so much but Mm -hmm. i think that there's a part in here where amy makes the comparison of well now don't you think that Corey would understand you better like you have more it might have been alan actually he said, you have more things in common now because Eric was like, well, now he has his own girlfriend and his own friends and whatever. And so I think it's that kind of just that as you come to a deeper understanding of your family and the people around you, you can realize what you have in common with them and bond over that and create a closer relationship with, speci- again, specifically your family in this episode. But I would say mm-hmm. just people overall. But this obviously specifically deals with a brother relationship yeah well it's hard to to recognize your family when you're young as human beings true uh, <laughs> you know Incredibly when true. It, it it's interesting how difficult it can be to observe that the humans you share the house with have an entire life yes and that 
it's it's just a weird thing. I, I mean, I've definitely talked about my family on here before. I'm the youngest of uh, of a house of four boys. Uh, my oldest brother has seven years on me, and then there's five years to the next one, three mm-hmm. years to the next one, and then me. We never, I never shared a bedroom with any of them, so I guess I have that slight mm-hmm. difference from this. I remember being a little emotional when my oldest brother was leaving for college. The difference being he was 18 and I was 11 and our relationship was, I mean, it wasn't really like a close one then either. I mean, now either, I suppose, but I don't know. You know, it's, it's really tricky because I, I simultaneously agree and disagree with the idea that three years isn't so much of a difference now that they're older. I do agree that their ability, like 15 to 18, to share more experiences and some friendship beyond just brotherhood is definitively more possible. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I recognize that every single year of your teenage life is wildly different from the last mm-hmm. one. And so like it is super different and isn't at the same time so so i have some like cognitive dissonance there to tackle and i think eric i don't know eric gets the gets a shitty rap in this episode because it, it, it feels and i think they try not to do this but it feels like it's all eric's fault is like how they want to present it that exactly. he never made an effort and it, it's on both of them oh, you know that they don't have a relationship you know, it's entirely on both of them that they have no relationship. And Corey is is lashing out as opposed to accepting responsibility. Uh, let me just say, I don't enjoy Ben Savage's performance in this episode. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> don't. I don't like it. It's not even just the way that, like, Corey's written. It's just that, like, I, I think that this is not, like, a great dramatic. Like, that he has to do so much drama in this episode, and that's not his strength. And, and I don't love it. Context. Yeah, it's so, so much. It's like, it's it's like Harry Potter five level of angst yeah. and dramatics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't love that. And I, and I don't love how even when he apologizes later and like seemingly begins to accept some responsibility for the fault in their relationship, mm-hmm. uh, it, it still feels like it's Eric's fault, which I don't appreciate because I don't think anyone is at fault. Like it's a no. really normal I don't know. Like everything, everything that happens in this episode is like a really normal thing, and that like th- their relationship as brothers like tracks in every yeah, way. I agree. I absolutely I don't know. agree. I have three years between me and my brother, my older brother. I don't remember feeling particularly torn up when he went to college. I might have cried. I don't. I really don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing for me is that we were very close when we were kids. And then when we got older, we kind of grew apart uh, when we were in high school because, yeah, he had girlfriends and he had his own friends and I had my own friends. And it's a little bit different, I think, with a brother-sister dynamic than a brother-brother. But, like, it, it, this if everything felt very normal and then when he was in college and then when I eventually got to college we kind of came back together again and it was one of those things where if I like ratted on him for something when I was a kid I'm like oh I understand now like why you were doing that or why like I understand Mm -hmm. because I was very upset with him when he went to college and he like started drinking 
mm-hmm. and that and like living the college experience. And I was like, that's not you. Like, who is this person who's like going out and partying and whatever? And then once I got to college and started, you know, doing, doing some of this stuff, yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> I understand this is part of the experience. Like, this is part of growing up. This is part of everything. And so then when I was in college, we kind of came back together. And I feel like that's incredibly natural. And I feel like that happens with Corey and Sean's or Corey and Sean, whoop, Corey and Eric's relationship. Uh huh. I and agree. Once they and... go to college, then when Eric lives with Sean and Jack, mm-hmm. then Corey's there all the time. I don't understand where we get this episode way in the future where Eric's like, it's we're not close because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, Corey's been griping about this, so why not fix it? Mm-hmm. It just—it feels like a repeat, but in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Eric's the one who's getting upset about Corey having a life and a girlfriend. Yeah. And Which, like, based on, based on the way the show presents, obviously, since Corey's our central character, the later episode makes more sense to me. And that, you know, at this going away party, yes. Eric has no friends. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. And so later when Eric complains that it, Corey is absorbed in everything and that they don't have a relationship, it's always about Corey's life and his friends and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, all right. That makes more sense to me <laughs> because yeah. that's the way the show has presented itself. Whereas in this episode, you know, like <laughs> there's this going away party and there's only Corey's friends are there and these teachers and that's like it. Um, yep. Which is a sad story in and of itself. This would have been a great last episode for Jason. Mm. Like this would yeah. have been a good episode of like, okay, well, I'm here at your going away party and then I'm going to go to my own college and do my own thing. And they could have put him in like, I don't know, Montana and been like, okay, go somewhere else. And that would have been like a smooth transition as opposed to just like no one. Yeah. No one's at his party. And that is so sad to me, Mm -hmm. especially since it's the beginning of summer. And if you think about when you leave for college, it's not until the fall. And I feel like that last summer before you leave for college, everyone's like, trying to say goodbye and hanging out as much as possible and mm-hmm. you know oh yeah that summer it. before i left for college it, i i was never home like yeah. so, <laughs> me and my friends were were out every day <laughs> yeah so it's kind of sad it's very sad but the the later episode of this makes way more sense to me than this does because mm-hmm, eric mm-hmm. the the separation the kind of the pendulum swinging out of the boys and then they'll kind of collide i think again in the later seasons, it makes so much sense that they're kind of sliding apart and then they'll slide back together when they're older. And I think Eric has more of a right to be upset when they're older than Corey does now. Right now, Corey's just being a brat. Mm-hmm. But and also Corey doesn't need Eric really. Like he has his own support system. Whatever. But I feel like Eric has a lot more of a right to be upset with Corey for inserting his friends into their memories than Corey does just being upset that they grew apart when they were teenagers. Sure. No, I, I agree. I, um, <sighs> this episode just falls a little flat. And I think, again, it has mm-hmm. to do with a, a hindsight thing in that there's three more seasons of this show. And it's hard to remove your knowledge of what's to come when yeah. you watch this episode. So maybe watching it in real time with no knowledge of the, the future events of the show, it hits better. I think that's probably true. But having the whole thing, especially in a binge-worthy capacity, this episode falls super flat. Yeah. I don't know. It's unfortunate in some ways, but 
it's also it also falls flat because like they did the Disney World episode yes. last week. And, and Eric was a great brother in that episode. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. He he was he was the MVP. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, like, and so he's that's... getting all pissy, and I'm like, dude, he just saved your ass like mm-hmm. two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I I don't know. I think so. Here's here's my take on the the brother relationship thing mm-hmm. here. You know, I. I don't think any of my brothers listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so so I'll be a little, I'll be candid but reserved. Uh, I'll be both of those. That's a contradiction. Anyway, I recognize that I don't have a very close relationship to my brothers. Now, my two middle brothers, they they were always fighting in, in a myriad of ways, but in college became really close and still fighting a lot but still like but definitely became closer and they only have they don't even have a full i don't think they even have a full two years between them and i mean they went to the same college too which which helped with that now i did not go to that college so you know i spent so i spent most of high school living with just me and my parents my brothers would come home from you know holidays or whatever and i mean they went to they went to the university still in town so like they were they were home more often than not and i still like saw them but i was really like in high school was very involved in my own circle of things i reflect on this sort of thing a lot actually so like as much as i've shit on this episode it also like impacts me in a certain way because i reflect on my own less than wonderful relationship with each of my brothers sure. and how how I, i've failed in that endeavor sure. as well and accepting responsibility for the fact that I also didn't make some of those efforts mm-hmm. when I when I really reflect back on it I'm like well my closest brother in age to me our our primary relationship <laughs> related to to him uh, like uh, beating up on me <laughs> uh. in in the way that brothers do except he was infinitely larger and stronger than me (laughs) uh and that there was there was never and will never be (laughs) a fair physical matchup in that at no point was it ever that and and it will continue to not be that and then my next brother older than me was also he was very involved in his own circle and things like that and now i'd say that like he's five years older than me and we probably are have the the closest relationship mm-hmm. out of any of me and my brothers. I don't know. You know, it's weird. It's it's strange. Uh, I I oh I won't say always have, but definitely since adolescence and my teenage years have always very comfortably known that I'm an outlier in my family. Sure. Which like com- compounds some of that responsibility of the failings of our relationships. In that I'm like, well, I'm the one that's like I'm the one that feels distinctly different from yeah. the rest of my family. I am definitively more left-leaning in, in everything. I pursued a career in performing arts. I like infinitely yeah. a different direction sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. of life and thus sphere of influence than than them. So yeah, it's it's weird. It's tough. We don't. None of us live in the same city. Which has definitely like not helped yeah. us grow into any more of a relationship. And now I I don't know, we talk I don't know, I guess yeah. the pandemic we talk more often. <laughs> <laughs> I but, believe that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's real weird. Everything's weird when it comes to brothers. And I see sometimes you see on like reality shows or competition shows or whatever you see, you see these like relationships of these adult brothers that talk about how like they fought a lot as a kids and they fell out about they've like found each other and are best friends now or whatever. Right. Yes. And I always see that. And I'm like, I just don't think it's going to happen for me like that. That's fair. I, Which is I think- fine. I don't some I think one of the really one of the reasons this episode falls flat for me is because this is this feels very mundane. This feels mm-hmm. like a mundane everyday type of situation and part of the reason we watch the show is cuz these extraordinary things happen. These boys travel to Disney World. They steal the keys of their neighbor's cabin and go out in the middle of the woods. Like these extraordinary things happen in this show not a lot of normal mundane things happen. We have something that we have to learn from or, and we have a lesson and this feels very normal. People go in and out of their relationships with their siblings. Some of are, some are not close ever. Some never grow up and are friends. They are never friends as adults. Some are not friends as kids grow up and become friends. Like this feels normal. It doesn't yeah. feel like something that we need to make an entire episode out of. And I get that the the primary reason for this episode is because we think Eric's leaving for college. And so it's a big deal about like how Eric's going to college and then Corey, how Corey's reacting to it. But like, I don't care about Corey's reaction because it's just, he's being overdramatic about something that is so mundane to me. Mm, and mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the main reason why this episode falls flat. Yeah. Even about like, it's our 15th summer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> you are being so dramatic. Yeah, he's so fucking dramatic. I can't handle it. He's like, this is the most important summer of our lives. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you have so many summers to go. So many mm-hmm. more important summers. What about the summer between your high school experience and college? Like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty important summer. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to I wanna have some fun and talk about the horse shit of this road trip. Um, <laughs> okay, like... First, what fucking privilege? Um, right. Okay, like this costs so much money. Yeah. All Unless right. I don't Eric know. Has been saving since he got a job. Yeah, I I money? do not understand the funds situation. I do not get it. You yeah. know, I'm, I, none of none of that lines up for me. <laughs> no. And that there, especially this is also this is pre cell phones. You know, this this sort of thing feels easier to do now. I don't see these parents going for this either. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in a financial sense specifically because they got to find somewhere to stay. And that's like, that's a big thing is finding somewhere to stay. Not like gas alone is going to be super expensive, but like staying places like he has had to mm-hmm. save. And especially for the amount of time for all of this, the amount of time just doesn't make sense to me. And I get that we're supposed to be suspending our disbelief. But, like, Topanga going to school or going to camp for three months? What camp is three months long? The longest camp that I've ever known has been four weeks. And that's well, it. I, I, in, that, in that defense, I did work at a summer camp that there were kids that were there for 12 weeks. Jeez. Not, like, so there were four sessions that were three yeah, weeks and each. they just stayed and yeah. there were kids that would stay all four sessions that doesn't seem like topanga would do that but i guess i don't know if her parents are like busy traveling or something maybe they just stick her out there and whatever but 
it just doesn't, that's also that like fifteen sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> that's, yeah, so, that's, that's so that's fucking nice. expensive to well, go to a sleep away summer camp like that. i mean her dad makes guitars for rock stars so i guess i really surprised I um guess. <laughs> number two is i it's sean's like sean's makes sense to me the most sense i would say because he's traveling with his dad they haven't they've been apart for a really long time mm-hmm. his dad loves hitting the road sean's out of school he's like let's do it let's bond interesting setup for the future when we see Sean and his dad like not really getting along and saying like you messed me up and that kind Mm. of thing interesting setup for that in context but this road trip also for three months and then Eric was gonna go to school like he's gonna show up at school broke and is he really gonna pack all of his possessions and take everything he owns in this car with him yeah i take months and i take issue with the road trip and then end at college and yes. not road trip home go to college like yes. they're 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 stop at home again because you're not gonna take all your shit all around the road with you everywhere the no. whole time and then end up at college no which i think was his plan because if he was going to san diego then he was gonna do like three weeks and go from philadelphia to san diego and just like make a shit right. ton of stops everywhere but then when he didn't get in then don't go for as long i guess don't go for yeah, as long yeah. as you planned or like maybe save some money now that you know you're not going to college i mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think they should let me just say like it appeals to me greatly yeah oh, i yeah. it is wildly appealing to me to to jump into a car with your best friend and drive around the country sounds great but it's expensive uh, yeah it's so fucking expensive <laughs> you can't it's not it's not really just that easy you know i mean even if you're being as conservative, you know, you're going to you're going to backcountry camp the whole time or some shit. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to live off of PB&J and like you you could do it maybe as cheaply as possible. But it's still fucking expensive just for the gas alone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Three months worth of gas. And they're probably traveling every single day. Yeah. You're filling up Almost. every three days or four, you know, yeah. like, or, or less. <laughs> I don't want to do all of the math on that, but I think it'd be interesting to like do the math and see just gas alone, how much it would cost them for three months. But then you'd have to take into account like what gas prices were in the nineties. Yeah. Too much, too much work. Fuck that. It's so (laughs) much work that I don't want to do, but I'd be very interested to see how much it would be. So if anyone wants to do that math, if anyone's like really bored, it's like quarantine. So if you're like bored out of your mind (laughs) and you want to do that math, how much would that road trip cost? Yeah. How much, just and honestly just gas alone you can add food in if you want to but like i'm imagining yeah they're probably living off of like ramen mm-hmm, noodles mm-hmm. and and pb and j so yeah well megan who's your mvp my mvp i couldn't decide and so i just picked amy and alan as a combination <laughs> mvp because <laughs> i feel like they're the only ones that are talking sense at all in this episode yeah everyone else is like I don't know, just being overdramatic. Corey's being overdramatic. Sean and Topanga don't really have a big part in this. Eric is, he's good. Like, he's trying to be understanding, but at the same time, he's, like, not really listening to Corey. I don't know. I I don't know. Amy and Alan. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. You know what? I'm, I'm equally there with you, but I think I'll just go ahead and give it to... Oh, now I don't know. Ah, yeah, right? <laughs> I was going to say Alan, but then I'm like, no, I don't know. Amy. What, and, uh... if, what if you do Alan and I'll do Amy? <laughs> Great. That's how we'll do it. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And it's different. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the thing. Cool. Chalk that one up. <laughs> yep. There you go. Perfect. Next week, or not next week, because it's a bonus episode next week, but the week after, when we start season four, I want to do... I've already counted all the MVPs so far, yeah. and I want to give an update as to where we are MVP-wise. So don't let me forget to do that for season four, episode one. Yeah, let's talk about the season wow. briefly. Let's, let's wrap up with talking about the end of season three, the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. What was your favorite um, episode? What's yours? Do you know? I It might be Disney. But really? Like, I I, it's just because of Disney. It's not actually any other reason. Let me it's look just at Disney this. flexing its muscle. Yes! It's just because I want to go back so bad. Oh, uh, I think I know what my favorite episode of this season is. What? Uh, I think it is City Slackers. That is C- uh, episode 11 when Corey and yeah. Sean take the keys to the cabin. Yes. Yeah. Big fan of that episode. Yeah. That's I think that might be my favorite one this season. Or I Was a Teenage Spy. Also a great one. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't care for that one so much. But uh, I it might be Disney for me. So I All do right. like City Slackers a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you Otherwise, know, I'm I'm a I'm a whore for Feeny, so that's I that's obviously say. why. <laughs> it's obviously City Slackers for me because that's the most Feeny episode of the season. So correct, yes. Second, second for me might be my best friend's girl, which is the first episode where we have uh, sure amazing with Brittany Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be it's, it. It's interesting. Season three as a whole like has some enjoyable episodes, but if you tell me to like contextualize the season as a whole, it feels like such a mishmash of things. Yes, a lot Maybe. of things happen to. Yeah, I was just skimming those episodes and I was like, man, there's a lot of shit in this season yeah. that. And it, you know, obviously, I, th- I think everybody listening would agree that seasons four through seven, or well, four, four, five, six, some seven, whatever you want to describe it, but like four onward is really where our show is peaking and climbing. And I know I've been very excited for season four and five. Yes, they are my yeah, favorites. I am, too. I am too. Let's see what we have. I before actually I sign off. I want to see what we have upcoming in season four because I know we have cult fiction. Mm-hmm. I know we have, we have, oh, we have Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Verna Comes Back. We have Shallow Boy. We have Janitor Dad. We have Singled Out. We have Topanga's 16th Birthday. We have, in my opinion, the best Thanksgiving episode. We mm-hmm. have the an affair to forget where Sean's dating that girl who hates Corey. We have the B&B episode, Chick Like Me, Long Walk. To- my God, this is a good, Wow. Wow, I'm so excited. You guys, I'm so excited for season four. It's a good season, as uh, I'm very excited as well. Yes. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for listening, y'all. We've made it this far, uh, and we are excited to keep trudging on. Only good things to come. Oh, Uh, we have an awesome bonus episode coming to you next week. I truly so exciting. Just a real, real joy, and I think you guys are gonna be in for a treat. It's a great time. Absolutely. So, and look out for that because that's a big deal. And then we'll start season four the week after. Yeah, baby. In the meantime, check us out on social media. Tell your friends to give us a listen. We would really appreciate it. We know that this is your, you know, your casual friend who was like, oh, I watched that show. Sure. Well, this is the shit that they remember. So tell them to start listening now. They can skip the things that they don't remember if they want to. 
if they're like, oh, I don't want to watch the 11 year old stuff when they want to get into the, the good shit, as they call yes. it, jump in right now with us. No better time to get started. Follow us on social media. Drop us a line if you got something to say. Yeah. Megan's pretty responsive. Yes. <laughs> <I try to> be. <laughs> and I try to be. as always, class dismissed.